The following content contains themes of suicide and depression. Let's talk about feelings. Now, do you ever have strange dreams that you don't remember, but you remember how they left you feeling? My dreams are often very adventurous, leaving me feeling more tired actually when I wake up than when I'm asleep. It's a very numbing feeling, which is kind of rather a shame for me because sleep is one of the best ways for me to escape from reality. And if you hear a wet sloppy noise right now, I apologize. That is my lovely cat Roswell who is cleaning her claws, her weapons. Now, you see, what they don't tell you about bipolar disorder is that people react differently when it comes to their feelings. And I don't mean that just in the diagnosis itself, I don't mean that in the illness itself, I just mean in general, people react differently to bipolar disorder. You see, what what counts as bipolar disorder, or not counts, but what defines bipolar disorder is going through periods of uh, depression and mania. At least the most basic um, bipolar disorders. There's multiple kinds of bipolar disorders, and I'm not very well versed in the topic despite being uh, someone in that community myself, but I can talk about my own experience. So I go through really long periods of depression, and when you get depressed, people think, I don't want to generalize, but there are many things that you go through that people think is the same from all people. Like the, the one thing that I don't like being asked most of all is, how are you feeling? I bet you feel very empty. I don't like that word. I know what it, what it is to feel empty, to feel a nothingness, but it's more complicated than that to me. I feel, but I don't feel fully. I feel, when you, when you feel emotions, you feel a physical side to it as well. And I think there's a word for it, but I'm not skilled enough in the field of psychology to be able to just pull it out of me right now. But for those of us who have been unfortunate to know what heartbreak is like, which I'm assuming is almost everyone, almost everyone, you know that it really does feel like your heart can be breaking at times. Your insides hurt, like you feel a deep burrow in your chest. It feels heavy, it feels hot, and it feels painful. When you feel, when I feel fear, I feel my stomach dropping. I feel a rumbly sort of edge. When I feel happy, I feel elated. I feel tingly. I feel animated. When I get depressed, the physical ramifications of the emotions remain, but I lose the actual feelings themselves. I don't feel happy, but I feel good. I feel wanting to smile for no reason, but something in my brain isn't actually equating to happiness. When I feel, sometimes when I feel anxious, I feel afraid, but there's no actual fear. There's just 
this unease in my body and it hurts. It's really uncomfortable. It makes my stomach drop and it's something that I go through every night now because of my medication, which I'm seeing my psychiatrist tomorrow, so hopefully I can find a better solution soon. Now, going back to the things that they don't tell you about these emotions. When I'm depressed, when I have depression, when I'm going through a depressive episode, whatever you want to say, because some people don't like saying, I am depressed, I have depression. For me, depression is a symptom of a much larger thing that I have, and it's not always with me, thankfully, but it's with me most most every day, at least at some point. So when I am feeling depressed, I lose interest in the things that once made me happy, like reading, cooking, playing video games, interacting with people. I can still do those things, but they just phase through me. I can hang out with a friend and I can enjoy the time we have together, but when they're gone, they're just gone. And I forgot that that I just spent the day with my friend and we were laughing and smiling and telling jokes. And (laughs) it makes me feel really sad to not be able to just feel authentically sad. And that was me trying to make a reference to Futurama. Shout out to any of you who know what episode I'm referencing. Anyways, that's typical me going through depression. What is definitive of bipolar disorder is actually the mania. Now, mania for me, it sneaks up on me. I was diagnosed with depression before I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder because we don't really talk about mania. Mania, for me, doesn't mean happy, doesn't mean maniacal. It feels good. It's when I'm feeling the ramifications. I'm not even sure if I'm using that word right. It's when I'm feeling the physical effects of happiness without actually feeling happy, when I feel like I can do anything, when I can take on anything, when I can, when I want to stay up all night and devour an entire novel, but the next day I'll have no recollection of what I had read. My first psychiatrist diagnosed me with depression and he put me on a adventure of antidepressants. And I say that because we went through many different things, things that I said, this feels like it's working. Like I feel like I can smile a bit more. I don't feel like committing suicide at the moment or as much as I used to. And then he said, okay, you have depression. Um, take these drugs and let's see how they go. And I do take the drugs. And for the most part, all they do is just give me the occasional erectile dysfunction or the inability to climax altogether, which is frustrating as a sexual being. So how did I get diagnosed with um, bipolar disorder? Well, that I actually had quite a bit to do with that. Uh, There was, in late 2019, on New Year's Eve, I stumbled across a post on Tumblr. Remember the good old days of Tumblr? 
Someone had posted a screenshot of an application called Year in Pixels, and I'm still doing it to this day. Year in Pixels, you just color code how your day had been every day for an entire year. And I did that for 2020, and I'm doing that again now for 2021. So you can change the colors and you can make the colors represent anything you want, but there are five color settings in the defaults. I think there's just five in general, and the default settings work best for me. Red represents a very bad day, the worst days. For me, I use red days to represent days when I feel suicidal. Not when I think about suicide, but when I actually have a desire to end my own life. Orange is probably my most commonly used color, and it's to represent a bad day. Yellow is for an okay day, neutral. Green is a good day, and blue is a terrific day. The days when you feel like you're on top of the world. And I did not realize that by using this app, I was actually monitoring my depression as well as my mania. So the doctor, so I see a nurse practitioner because uh, my current doctor, my last doctor, uh, no longer works at the facility I go to. And I'm left with a nurse practitioner who still gets the job done, so I continue to see her, despite her not being a technical doctor. I, She is attentive to my physical and mental needs, and so after I, after I told her, I do think about suicide on the daily, and I've contemplated suicide, I've called crisis hotlines, I've never attempted, though I've made plans before, to end my own life. Um, the occasion never actually came to me, thankfully. And she urged me, you need to see a psychiatrist. And I told her, my first psychiatrist diagnosed me with depression, gave me a bunch of antidepressants over and over again, which did nothing. And he terminated me after I was late to an appointment. And ever since then, I felt too hopeless to try again. So... I'm just coaxing through life mentally while trying to take care of myself physically as best as I can. And she said, you can't do that because physical and mental health are intertwined. And I know in my heart that that was, that was the truth. So I made an appointment to see a psychiatrist, which took several months. And it was very, very... <laughs> It felt like a, a teacher-student moment when I told my doc, my nurse, um, I made an appointment to get a new psychiatrist at uh, the same location, but with a different doctor this time. I hope that this time it'll work. And she said, good job, or something that made me feel like she said, good job. So I felt like, okay, I'm not letting my nurse practitioner down. I am doing the right thing. I'm taking care of myself. I am doing the right thing. So it took probably about three months for me to go and speak to my doctor and our appointment was on Doxy, um, which I think is like a Zoom version for doctors, a doctor version of Zoom. And she was very attentive. She was 
Eastern European, like the previous doctor, which I thought was a funny coincidence. And she asked me to describe how I was feeling. And I spoke as robotically as I could, saying the facts. I think about suicide almost on the daily. No, on the daily, but I don't con I don't I contemplate suicide on the daily, but I'm not constantly I don't have a gun that I'm just ready to pull the trigger at any moment. I it's rare when I have days where I actually want to commit suicide, but I have those days. And that itself is enough reason why I should consult you. And so she asked me, what are your good days like? And I told her, they're interesting because they feel good, but I'm not happy. But I still mark them as my blue or green days in uh, urine pixels, which to me feels like it's a lie that I'm not having a good or great day. I'm just having a day where I feel good. But I described to her, um, I've actually been monitoring how my days have been going lately. And about once a month, I go through one to three days where I'm having a red day, a terrible day, a day when I want to commit suicide. And I know after those days, my days become yellow or orange and eventually become green for a while. And during these days, I take advantage of the elated feelings I have and I go on runs because I used to be a marathon runner. In fact, I was vice president of my community college's marathon club. Hmm. Shout out to the uh, San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon, my first ever marathon, and the only marathon that I completed in under four hours. Three hours, 54 minutes, and 22 seconds. I will always remember that time because I am so proud of it. But anyways, I told her I take advantage of these days when I feel good and I use them to go running because I need to take care of myself physically and when I'm having these bad days, I don't want to do anything. I feel too depressed to uh, enjoy myself, to socialize, to even eat. But when I have these good days, it's like a hard reset. And I do this about once a month. And she said, those periods that you feel good, where you're able to run, it's good that you're choosing the opportunity to go running because what you're going through is a manic episode. And I asked her, what is that? And she said, it's the thing that makes bipolar bipolar two poles, depression and mania. Your previous doctor did not take into account that you were going through good days or quote unquote good days. And so therefore didn't know that you were going through mania. And so your depression was only a symptom of bipolar disorder, which needs to be treated with something besides an antidepressant. So, that's why the antidepressants I, were take, I was taking wasn't helping me. Very fun. Very, very, very fun. But when I got the news, it was... I, and I'm going to use this word a lot, cathartic. 
because that is what I want to gain through this podcast is moments of of catharsis. My friend, who also has bipolar disorder, who I've actually seen freak out, like having an, an anxiety attack, going through depression, but never in a manic episode, told me, urged me, mentioned bipolar disorder to her. And I did. And that's why we were talking about good days and bad days. And that's why I go through the days that I go through. And that is why... I have my bipolar disorder. So where does veganism come into play with all of this? I've been vegan for much longer than I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and I'm pretty sure I've had my first manic episode when I was 25, and I've been vegan since I was 19. So. Growing up in a household where religion was of the utmost importance gave me different ways to look into philosophy and logic to sort of find my place and my sense of spirituality. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a spiritual person because I don't think I even know what that really means, but I, I have a belief in veganism because I know it can make a difference because the science has been done. I don't have the numbers, but... We, know, we now know that it takes a lot more water and energy to produce a pound of beef than would a pound of grain. And you can save the world. You can solve world hunger if we had just gone vegan. We can make such a big difference for the environment if we choose to go vegan, if we stop animal agriculture. I practice my vegan lifestyle now and know that I don't need faith, okay? The choices I make, I can't see the, the, the consequences of them, but I know that I make the economically, you know, environmentally friendliest choice, and nothing had to die for my food. It makes me feel less guilty in my own existence. And a big part of that guilt comes into play because I'm... As I'm a trash human being. I am not a productive member of society because I had a mental breakdown amidst my first manic episode and I had only been snowballing ever since. The very reason I started this podcast was probably due to a manic episode and a deep underlying fear that I would never have my voice heard because I am one of many people with a condition who doesn't think that his voice deserves to be heard, but... If I'm going down, I want it to be known that I fought to the very end, that I held on to morals and something that I believed in, and that I paved a way for the future, because I truly believe that the future is vegan. (laughs) 